0: Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to Blendcouragesyou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and I count it a blessing and an honor to be here with you on this episode number 116 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we have a general audience's post And it is all around being corrected. Yes, so please take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend Courages You is coming to you with When Discipline Feels Unfair. That's what's coming up next. family. Welcome. Pop quiz for your BCU family. If discipline was a part of your childhood, what were your feelings after that lecture being yelled at, or maybe the tears dried up after that sore bottom? Well, I can tell you that I certainly do remember commiserating with my brothers and some of my friends about how unfair quote unquote my punishments were. So I walked in recently on a conversation between the two little ones, Professor Peanut and Jazz, ages seven and eight. Uh, They were talking about the unfairness of being disciplined and almost immediately after that conversation, this podcast was born. So this is one of my podcasts on the go. So the audio quality will be a little different, yet the message will be the same. Please, once you're done listening to this, go ahead and leave me a comment on blendcouragesyou.com and we'll continue our conversation. In the meantime, please take a listen. Hey there, BCU family. Blend from blendcouragesyou.com here with another podcast on the go. So I wanted to talk today about a subject that is near and dear to my heart, and it is around correction slash discipline. And I want to approach this from a couple of different angles. And I probably need to tell the backstory first. And then there's a backstory to the story. So, if you grew up in my generation and for those of you all that may know me personally, um discipline was a big part of what happened in our household. And really Um, And I praise God for it You know of course now that I'm older uh, But I praise God for it Even in our neighborhood um, Just the generation um, of folks that we grew up with um, Discipline was a big deal And while there's You know controversy about How discipline is administered The deal is or the point is Is that in order to To produce With God's grace and help Of course A productive adult You have to correct Children That's a necessary part of what should happen And even in the book of Proverbs um, It reminds us Solomon reminds us that Foolishness abounds in the heart of a child And the rod of correction will drive it out So that's Proverbs 22 verse 15 And that doesn't mean of course That you have to always use corporal punishment you know, the rod comes in different formats, you know, and every child responds differently to correction. So as God gives you wisdom, you use the rod that God asks you to use. I just know that, you know <laughs> there was let me just say this about myself. There was a lot of foolishness that was bound in my heart. That my parents had to help <laughs> that my parents had to help drive out of me. So Uh, We'll just leave it at that That I I wasn't the easiest child to raise But we thank God for the love and admonition That my parents gave And you know that has been passed down You know from generation to generation And even to uh, My daughter as well as um, Her children as well And what was funny was Earlier today I had to you know have a chat With them uh, Among other things about how They had been misbehaving and I, I gotta say BCU family that's that's one thing that I have a very low tolerance for is repeated willful, planned and continual disobedience. Now, I won't get into what it was all about. All I know is is that we've had these discussions on more than one occasion and obviously, uh, what we've been talking about isn't quite sinking in, so now I have to talk to you in a different way so that you understand. So we got that all taken care of, and um, as I happen to get ready to walk into the room, I-, I hear them chatting about, you know, how they were, you know, upset about, you know, having to be yelled at and so on and so forth, and they were complaining about being disciplined. And, you know, I listened for, uh, for a couple minutes, and then I sat them down to have a chat with them and talk to them about what really should have happened discussion-wise. And if you're going to discuss it, and, and we all have done it, or let me not say we all have. I know my, my brothers and I used to talk about it. We used to talk about getting disciplined and how unfair it was how unfair it felt, how wrong it was. And I shared a couple of podcasts ago how I was, you know, in my coming of age, 12, 13, or whatever it was, and had gotten uh, the rod of correction with not being able to go on all of the fun trips that was planned that year in school. And how that impacted me, and I'll be sure to link that, Uh, In the show notes or on the BCU site And, And how I just felt You know sort of wronged That I couldn't go on the trips And do what the other kids did And you know as a child That's the way that it feels to you We don't often think As children What did I do To get into this trouble In the first place and that's where I'm looping back around to talk to uh, talk about the kiddos, you know, Peanut and uh, Jazz. What you all should be discussing is what got you here in the first place. That when somebody loves and cares about you, discipline or correction does not come from a place of anger or just willy-nilliness, if that's a word. It's done to get you back in line because of the love and because we don't want to see this go any further any deeper or any crazier than what it is that you're doing amen so we really we had a heart to heart chat and I had to help them with God's grace to understand that correction in this house is not just arbitrarily handed out. It's because you're not following directions. And really, when the correction comes out, whether it's you can't have cake, or you got to um, go to bed early, or you miss a trip, or whatever it is, that you really have no reason to complain if you are doing what you were supposed to do in the first place. So I say all of this BCU family to say that we are really no different from 7- and 8-year-old children when the Lord is correcting us. And I can speak for myself knowing that when I was receiving correction from the Lord, that I felt like, oh my goodness, Lord, I don't deserve this. And, you know, all of these things, you know, complaining about going through the season of chastening. And correction and not taking into account what I had done to get myself in the situation in the first place. Now, I can uh, very clearly remember back in my early saved days, I've shared this story a few times, um, Periscope, and probably here in one of the podcasts as well, that um, I was, you know, you, many of you all know I was a single parent and. It was difficult you know, for a, a good while financially. And I can remember being blessed with some money to pay a bill. And BCU family, there was this pair of shoes. I don't recall where I saw the shoes, the make, the model. I just know that these shoes were calling me. Okay, they were calling me. And rather than pay that bill, I went ahead and bought those shoes. Now, I don't know where they are, what happened to them. I, I, I know nothing, okay? I, <laughs> uh, what I do know is, is that just me making that willful, Intentional decision after someone blessed me with something to take care of what I had asked God to do I went and did what I wanted to do with the money and I cannot tell you how long it took me to recover from me making that financial error it just seemed like it set off this domino chain of events for me financially until I learned better how to manage my money and how to say, you know what? I cannot do that this week. I have got something else I need to take care of first. The Lord got me all the way together uh, when it came to making sure that my priorities were taken care of. And I'm not saying that I always worked, worked walked you know, perfectly financially. I can tell you that I did a lot better. Than I did initially And when the Lord When I asked the Lord for something specific When um, I asked for a bill money Or whatever it was That's what I ended up doing with God's grace Because uh, the Lord Was not pleased with me being disobedient So What I want to do, BCU family, is bring you to the scriptures when it comes to chastening and correction. And I want to take you to Hebrews chapter 12. And we're going to read verses 5, I want to say, through 11 or 12. Um, And I'll make sure that I I, uh, let you know as we're going through. Listen to these, these scriptures and let this sink down into your heart. Because I know when we're going through a season of... Correction with, with things that we've done the Lord is doing it for a purpose it does not feel good let me just let you know that it does not feel good at all there's a purpose in it and just like we discipline our children so that they can to grow into productive with God's help adults the Lord is doing this for us now so that we don't get chastened or we fall into darkness Later, so that we don't miss out on heaven later. Amen? Let's go to the Word. Let's go to the Word. So Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 5 says, And have you forgotten the exhortation that speaks unto you as unto children? My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when you are rebuked of him. For the Lord loves whom he chastens, whom he corrects, and scourgeth every son. That He received and son in this case, of course, means son and daughter, so doesn't matter whether we're male or female, the Lord chases, chastens rather, corrects or scourgeth. And you think of a scourge that's like a little, little uh, rob with a little whip on it. There, <laughs> he, he got to get them little legs. Um, he does, everyone, he scourges everyone whom he receives. And verse number seven reads, If you endure chastening. God deals with you as sons. For what son is whom the Father chastens not? So if you are without chastisement, verse 8 says, whereof all are partakers, then you are bastards and not sons. And I know that the word bastards is used in a very slang like, derogatory way. In the scriptures here, this is very important because the family structure is important to the Lord. And for sake of time, I won't get into the whole uh, adoption and how the Lord has adopted us into his family, if you will. Um, We were outsiders, all right? So we were Gentiles. We were outsiders, and the Lord has grafted us in as a child, as one of his children. We're sons and daughters of the Most High God. And while we walk in the privilege of being his son and daughter, there's also consequences if we don't obey and if we were not sons and daughters of Christ, we're outsiders. We're bastards. He's not our father. Okay? He's not our father. And, and, and he can't just operate and let us do what we want to do because he loves us. So we're not outsiders. We're not bastards. We've got a father. His name is Jesus, and he's dealing with us as we are his children. Verse 9 goes on to say, Furthermore, We have had the fathers of our flesh Which means our earthly fathers, mothers Whoever it was that did the correcting um, They have corrected us And we gave them reverence All right. So you know I did not dig That discipline that came down In our household I didn't dig it y'all I still honored my parents For doing it And just honored them anyway Not for doing it necessarily Especially as a youngster I honored them period And still do. So verse 9 goes on to say, Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? Because if we are not corrected, if we are not chastened, we will die. And dying in this case means being set apart from God. That means that we don't enter into the kingdom of heaven. Because God is not going to allow any behavior, anything that is not like him, can enter in. There's a, the song, an old song that says, it's a highway to heaven. None can walk up there but the pure in heart. And the Lord chastens us now so that our hearts will be pure. So that we are without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Amen? So... I don't want to miss out on heaven. I don't want to go to hell. And I'm sure you don't either. So the chastening is to keep us from going to hell. Verse number 10 says, For they verily, for a few days, and going back to our natural fathers, for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure. Now that means that, you know, there was some of those, some of those times that we got chastened, yeah, that it was unnecessary. I can remember one time, and I won't get into the incident, um, where my brothers and I there was there was one out of the three of us that really did what it was um, that we were accused of. So there was only one out of the three, and no one would confess. So all of us got in big time. Big dog trouble for it, and um, so that's out of the, out of your own pleasure. And you know, parents couldn't help it because you know you got three people that have a that that lie. You know, when they get into trouble, kids always no, it wasn't me, wasn't me, I didn't do it, wasn't me. So if no one's confessing, everybody got lined up and got into big trouble there. So that's what that means is that we didn't always parents didn't always use. Uh, wisdom if you will when it came to correcting us maybe not the best in the way of discernment when it came to correcting us and that's just how it is Uh, I don't know anyone that perfectly disciplined their children so that's neither here nor there scriptures just let us know that alright so verse number 10 of Hebrews chapter 12 goes on to say but God chastens us and this just hit me Thank you, Jesus. God chastens us for our profit. For our benefit. So that we might be partakers of His holiness. So this just ties in what I said earlier. That the Lord is not doing this just to be doing it. It's because He loves us and He wants us to be part of His... his, To take part in His holiness. To be with Him. To be in His family. Now, verse number 11... Is really the clincher here for me. Now no chastening for the present seems to be joyous. It doesn't feel good. It feels grievous is what the scripture says. Let me read that again. Now no chastening for the present seems to be joyous. But grievous. Because it hurts. It's hard. It's tough. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. So once that punishment is over, okay, that, that peace comes in, that peaceable fruit of righteousness. I love that. So we are now walking in righteousness. We are more like Christ and we just need to make sure that we are walking in what it is that we learned and not to continue to be a repeat offender it's just like again going back to that chasing when we were kids there were certain things after we got corrected about it we did not go back to that thing again it's the same thing that the Lord wants to impress upon our hearts Amen? So then verse number 12 reminds us to lift up the hands that hang down and the feeble knees. And verse 13 says, And make your straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. So no need to walk around sad and despondent over what has happened. Let's take this chastening with the help of the Lord as as tough and as grievous as it is and let's get the lesson and apply what the Lord is teaching us. So BCU family, I just want you to be encouraged. Uh, We will certainly be praying with you here uh, at Team BCU if you're going through a process of chastening, right this moment and you know what while the Lord may not let up on the chastening what he will do is he will strengthen you to get through it Um, I can certainly tell you that from experience that we serve a God that will help us through it and you know when we come out of it we shall come forth really as you know pure gold if you will and that's that's what the goal of God is so Continue on in the Lord. Don't let the chastening chase you away from him. Rather, draw you closer to him. Amen? That's going to do it, BCU family. Thank you so much for listening. And Lord will, until the next time we're together, may our God continue to bless and keep you as you stay on the wall.